this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. And I am so blessed today to have a new friend on with me. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, good morning. It's still morning where I am. So good morning. I am excited to be here and I'm excited for this topic. Oh, it's going to be so good. I can't wait to flow into it. Before I get there, tell people a little bit about yourself. Who is Cheryl Mays? Absolutely. So I am a, a mom. I'm a caregiver for my mother. I am a new glamour. That's the terminology I'm giving it. I don't know what she's going to end up saying. And we know we answer to whatever they say. So that's the term I'm giving it. Um, and and I am a, a gosh, a dog lover. Uh, my pets are my family. And so I truly, truly love them. And that's who I am personally. <laughs> and then there's the, the business side. So on the business side, I am an entrepreneur. I am a small business. Uh, my business is called Rise and Shine Consulting and Coaching Firm. So I work with businesses, helping them to have better customer experiences so that they can increase their customer lifetime value and increase their revenues by focusing on something they already have. I, I love doing amen that. Amen to that one. Oh, amen to that one. And it's so important, especially... Now than ever, and I love that the one thing with the pandemic, like it's finally, it's like, ta-da, we've been telling you for years, this is something that you might need to do. Yeah, right, exactly. Focus on those people that are continuously supporting you and going through the name changes and the price changes and the, the personnel changes. And, you know, spend some time figuring out how can you better serve them. Mm. And that's powerful too. It's actually, I know it's not our topic yet, but it actually makes me think one of my mentors uh, told me the other day. And it's like, you know, when you have those light bulb moments, like you should have known. And I guess this is kind of like how we feel about this whole that people are finally like, oh, yeah, I told you so. But she's like, great clients refer great clients. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. (laughs) It's like that's where you get your referrals. And that's where you get your new customers and your increased revenue. It's so logical, right? It's that aha moment that you sit back and you go, well, wait a second. That makes so much sense. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. And then they may not pay as much, but in the long term, you have a larger ROI with it. So that we can go on that on another episode. But before we get there, uh, the show is called I'm Not Sorry For. Cheryl? What are you no longer apologizing for? You know, this is such a great topic. I find myself talking about this um, in clubhouse rooms now because that's the huge thing. Um, And I find myself talking about this with clients. And that's not being apologetic for the accomplishments that you've made in life. You know, it's so important for us to be able to look at our wins, 
Rather, they are small wins that can be so minuscule that you go, oh, yeah, that's not important. But it's a win. And it's what keeps you moving forward till we get to those huge mammoth wins where we want to stop the world. We want to have a parade. Right. We want everybody to pay attention to it. And so not being apologetic for your accomplishments is so important because, you know, Emily, when we think back when we were kids and we were told it's not good to brag, don't brag because you make other people feel bad. Right. Don't talk about the fact that you got a new bike for Christmas because somebody might not have gotten one. And so here you sit with all this happiness. Right. All this, this, you know, excitement, all this exuberance inside of you. And you're like, I, I can't tell anybody because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want people to feel like I left them behind. You know, so then you don't get to celebrate the abundance in what you've been blessed. I love, I love every bit of that, especially because it makes it ties back good with another uh, episode that I think has went out. I don't know if it, it's coming to release, but June Archer, and he talked about blocking your blessings. Mm. And it's like, if you don't celebrate yourself, what might you be blocking from that? And here's the beautiful thing, too. I think like this next week, I'm going to speak at a major conference with people. And I'm so excited in your area in Florida. And people are like, well, how did you get there? Like, you just see me on stage. You don't see all the little wins that had to happen and the years of work to get to where I'm able to be on there. So I want you to talk specifically, I think this one, to my entrepreneurial people that are a part of my listening base, listen in on this one, because I think it's important with this, with your future success. What have you found, Cheryl, with the importance of the small wins? And not blocking them. You know, it, it's it's no, it's two things. Actually, I can go on and on, but I'll focus on two. Number one, it's the words that we say to ourselves, right? It's those words that you allow to penetrate into your subconscious. Because, and I've written a book called Silence the Chatter Monsters. And I call them monsters because that's really what that negative chatter if you let it build up and it's coming from outside sources because you might not have the support team, you might not have that, you know, those family members that are investing in your dreams or your business, whatever that is. You might not even have the girl, you know, the gal, the gal group that's saying, you got this, you can do this. I'm going to cheer you on and we'll be right here in those lonely, dark nights Right. When you're curled up in a ball going, what am I doing? <laughs> Why didn't I play it safe? You know, so it's the words that you speak to yourself. And I'm a huge, huge advocate on speaking positivity. Words like I am enough. It's all possible. You know, it can happen when you speak words like that versus words like I'm not sure if I should. Nobody else in my family has. Um, who's going to support me? Nobody's going to follow me on social media. So it's two different mindsets. And so those small wins occur when you continuously have that positive mindset, because now you can see them. You can see them. And even if they don't get to the expectation of what you considered, what your want was, so it might not have been as high as you wanted it, but 
you started moving forward and you started to see changes. And you can now see those things because if you're in the negative, you only see, you know, this is my circumstances. Nothing's going to change. This is the way life is. This is the cards that I've been dealt. And so that's what you see. And so you don't get to see, you know, the the person that's sitting on stage doing this this presentation. And you're like, well, how did they get there? You don't get to see that. My goodness, they've networked. They've built up a you know, a reputation. They've been reputable. They've been credible. They've worked in small places to get to the big places. You know, so you don't see all of that. And so it's definitely the words that we speak to ourselves. The other thing is when you're thinking about going outside of your comfort zone, because we know that's where the growth happens, right? It's outside of that comfort zone where you're going, there is no way I could possibly accomplish this. And yet you do. And that's what I also call God math. Right. For us, math is one <laughs> plus one equals two. God math is one plus one equals ten. And you're like, how did this happen? Right. <laughs> Either I'm not qualified. I don't know what what I did right to deserve this, but it happened. And so that's that. That's that math. But what it does is it gives you the ability to look at your past successes. You look at those past successes and sometimes you might have to go back so far. That, you know, it's that day I rode my bike by myself. Maybe you have to go back that far. I guarantee you, you don't because you've been too hard on yourself. I know there's some successes that you've just overlooked. But, you know, so looking back at those past successes and saying those are wins. Those are wins that allow me to keep moving forward. And what I do, Emily, is I have what I call is a blessings jar. And every time something happens, no matter how small it is, I take the time, I write it on a little sheet of paper, I put it into the jar. And then at the end of the year, I dump the jar on the table. I take a massive picture because there's all of these little sheets of paper. And you can look at those little sheets of paper and go, my gosh, these are my successes. These are my wins. And so you don't look back on the year at all of the things that you didn't accomplish. Because you have right in front of you a visual of all of the things that you did accomplish. And that's what propels you to go, you know what? I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm just going to keep moving forward. And so we have to share those things because it helps other people know that they can too. You you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. Mm, That is so amazing. And I love the jar. I've heard of that, but I've still not implemented it. And every time I, I've heard it like maybe four or five times and I'm just like, oh, I have got to do that. Especially my kids. My daughter pulled her tooth today, her first tooth. And I'm like that in itself, it's like she trusted me to be able to help her in the process. So there's so many things that go in my mind with what you said. A few things is one is about habits. The power of habits and being intentional and consistent with them, but also understanding if you don't think that you have any wins, there's actually a process that probably happened for you to get your wins like your past ones. And the power of reviewing some of the things that got you there. Did you talk to people? Did you have, did you go to a higher power? What were some of the things, the tasks, the small steps? And then the other thing, I love how you you brought in that negative thinking as well, because I call it, well, I don't call it the research world calls it confirmation bias. And, you know, like you're going to find what you see. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you're going to take what you find it, either way. 
and how many people I talk to them about being an entrepreneur or just doing things with purpose and passion. I can never do that. That's scary or stuff like that. But walking out, this is the most fulfilling I've ever been, the most growth I've ever had. And I am the most accomplished I've ever been as well. So let's talk about that for a minute, about the habits and how they come, they go to accomplishments. It's not just like we're out here walking and we won the lottery kind of accomplishment. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Um, Wouldn't that be nice? But talk about that for a minute, because the one thing that I love that you said it, talking about how we will be in that corner. I, every entrepreneur has sit, and I and probably even business leaders too. Y'all sit in the room and you crowd your eyes out. Like it sucks. There's a lot of suck on this journey, but there is so many amazing things that that's the reason why you have to also celebrate them. So talk about that. How has that impacted you in talking about your accomplishments more, and also specifically in a pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. So there's this book and it's called Peaks and Valleys. And it's by Dr. Spencer Johnson. And what he talks about is getting to the peak, right? Getting to that peak of success and then realizing how did I get here, right? It's because if you ask successful people as they're on their journey, they're just on their journey. It's not until you take time to take stock, right? And look back and go, how did I get here, right? And and now you look and you go, oh, okay, that's because I did X, Y, and Z and on a consistent basis, right? It's that law of consistency. And so it's not until after the fact that you look back and go, this is what I did to become successful. That's why successful people write books after the fact. <laughs> because then they can talk about the journey and the, the lessons that they learned along the way. And for me, it's interesting because I am a practitioner of sustainability. And so for me, it is what can I do that logically makes sense? It's easy to understand. Therefore, I can implement it and I can consistently apply it. And so when you use that, and I call that the wise mind, right? This is now NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. When we operate in that mind, then we go, well, wait a second. This all makes perfect sense. So why am I defeating my success by continuously having this squirrel effect happening where I'm going from program to program to program because I'm looking for this magic bullet, you know, this secret sauce that's going to say tomorrow, (laughs) everybody's going to know who you are and everybody's going to be ringing your phone looking for you because that does not exist. Right. There is no secret sauce. And so you have to look at where am I spending my most time? And so for me, I have a system and this is also um, a principle by Jack Canfield. And it's what five activities do you do every single day that you do consistently that will allow you to move the dial? And it's not busy work. It's not unproductive work. It's that consistent focus that allows you to see progress and it allows you mentally, right? Because we have to train our brain. Our brain is such an an incredible um, organ and it doesn't know the difference between an actual event and an imagined event. 
That's why the words that we speak to ourselves are so important because you're telling your brain, I'm successful, right? I am enough. I can accomplish whatever I put my mind to. So your brain is going to operate in that fashion. And so when you go outside of your comfort zone, the brain is like, we got this. <laughs> we got this. And so when you implement those habits, those five things that you do every single day and you're starting to see the rewards and now you're celebrating those wins at the end of every day, your brain is now making the connection like, wait a second, if I continue to do these things, I see results. And then there's a party, right? There's a celebration. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it all now makes even more sense. When I help my clients, one of the things that I focus on is simplicity. How do we make it simple? Because we have complicated things far too much. And when you complicate processes, you start to, um, you start to procrastinate, you quit, you surrender, you seek and search and you try to find other options that are going to give you answers that you're seeking when you got to do the work. You just have to do the mm -hmm. work. You know, there's that saying, right, that nobody can do your push-ups for you. You got to do your own push-ups. Right? And so mm. for me, it is just that. It is creating a system of processes that I mentally go, this logically makes sense. I understand it. I'm going to get the results because I have been, because I see it. So why would I stop doing it? Right. So it just makes so much sense. And when you simplify it and you use that rational, logical mind that we have that says, I understand it and I have the logic behind it because we want data. Right. So there's data behind it that backs it up. This is if you do this, then the propensity of this turning out to your favor is much higher. That's really interesting, too, on the aspect of the steps in it too, and that they need to be consistent, but they're also logical. And so what we say, if the step's too big, it's too big. You need to break it down and it needs to come smaller. And it also makes me think I'm a process nerd. We've talked about this a little bit before, but I am cool. Oh, ineffective and inefficient processes just like drive me insane. And it makes me think of the other day with my son, he was learning how to do division and they have him doing like seven extra steps. And I'm like, oh, y'all. I'm like, why can't we just like simplify this down into like mm -hmm. three? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is understanding that you will get there quicker if the simpler it makes. Like that, the power of simplicity, because our brain does not get overwhelmed with it, does not have to use as much energy. And I think the important thing, too, that you talked about is with the habits that, I am very big on busting the myth that it takes 21 days to make a habit. It takes 108 days if you like it and if you do it in the morning, according to research. It can take up to 166 if you don't, you kind of force. And it takes 66 days to break a habit. And so a lot of times people are doing these things in 21 days or whatever, and they think they're conquering the world. Like consistently you're skipping a few major steps. And I think that's the one thing that I would love to talk to you about is how you can't skip steps. You can't get things. They're not quick fixes, even though they may be promised. And if they're promised to you, you might need to see that as a red flag. Um, but talk about, well, I guess that some of the red flags that you have seen whenever 
you get to the next accomplishment or in the process of accomplishments, what are some red flags that other people that you wish that other people would, would just take heed and take warning of? One of them you said, right, is that if you are getting promised. So I have what I call our experiences. I use the term experiences because people quit programs. And so in our mind, when we think program, we go, yeah, this is going to be one of those things. And so you've already conjured up all of these images, all of these beliefs that go along with that terminology of program. And so for me, everything that I offer to my clients is considered an experience because an experience is transformational and experience is it's one of those things in life that we all seek. Right. We want experiences. We want something to, you know, either whether it's entertainment or it's a growth aspect, but we want to be a little different afterwards, right? We want something to be a little different afterwards. And so for, for me, you know, these red flags are when you're looking at someone else's progress. So for example, when I first started my business, and that's literally how my book came to play was when I started my business, I was asking a lot of questions because I like to get, you know, so what is your take on this? How long have you been in business? You know, what are some of the things that you've dealt with? What are some of those red flags and some of those things you wish you had known? Because we want to have these types of answers so that we can make some decisions. And so one of the things was, asking people about advice and then going to do the research. And I was on YouTube and there are over 4 billion videos on YouTube on how to start an LLC. <laughs> I kid you not. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So now my mind started ticking and I'm going, okay, well, how many videos is it on you know, businesses that, you know, fail or, you know, um, succeed. And there's like over 800,000 videos on businesses that fail within the first five years and the reasonings why. Then I was like, well, what about TED Talks? How, how many videos do they have on how to do a TED Talk? <laughs> and so there's so much information out there that it can cause a paralysis. And you're getting all of this information and you had this really great idea that you were passionate about. And now you're like this. Oh, my gosh. Where do I start? Mm -hmm. And because you've gotten so much information, you don't start. You just go, OK, this is too big. I never thought it took all of this when in actuality it doesn't. But because there's so much information and we are seekers of information because it's at our fingertips that we want to get as much information as we can. And sometimes that's not the best thing. So, <laughs> you know, so, so looking at that, number one is a red flag when you are just continuously, you know, seeking to change and to change. And then you're looking at individuals that are saying, well, if you want your business to grow, you have to have this Instagram account and you've got to do this. And I can show you in four easy steps uh -huh. how to get 10 million followers in 36 hours. You know, and you're like, I need followers. So now I'm over here. <laughs> I did that. Just for the record, I've done both of these things. And then, Me then too. And then I got stuck and I'm like, my father owns a bit. Dad, help. <laughs> right. And so this is what happens to us because then we get caught up into yet another program. And now they've diverted our attention from the main thing. 
And so, you know, so those are red flags. If you find yourself getting diverted because you're just listening to so much and we all know social media is huge, but if you have to spend your time focusing on what's moving the business, how much time can you invest in that before you say, Hey, I need some help. Let me get a social media person. This is what they do. Then I can tend to something else that's more productive that needs my attention because you can, you can go into that black hole of social media and you're there for days and you're getting crickets, right? It's like, you're spending all this time building content and you're getting crickets. And now you're devastated. You're frustrated. You're ready to quit. It's just giving you this whole negative, you know, ideology now of what you're trying to accomplish. Cause you're like, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. So, so, you know, so that's a red flag. And then, you know, the, the, the third red flag that I'll say, and the one that's most important is what do you believe that your goal is? What is your vision for what you want to have happen? And Emily, when we think back, we've never been asked that question, right? When we were younger, we were told this is what, well, now when we were babies, Hey, we had it. Right. We cried. They came. They catered to us. We could point at things. They could go. Do you want this? Do you want this? We had we had power. Mm -hmm. Right. And then as we grew up, the power was taken away from us. And we were told you're going to go to this school. You're not going to go here for, you know, for the, the playground afterwards. You're going to come home. You're going to do your homework. You're going to eat dinner. You're going to you're going to you're going to. Mm -hmm. And then we get into high school and they're saying, well, what do you want to do when you graduate? Well, I don't know. I've never been asked that question. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? so then you go to college and you're into these programs that you don't even know if this is what you want. Mm -hmm. And so you spend two years into a program and you go, I don't really like this. Now you're starting all over again, which is costing you time, money and resources. Right. Because you've never been asked the question, what do you want? Hmm. So now when we get to be that adult and somebody says, OK, you get a coach much like myself that says, tell me what you want. And then the room goes silent and it's like um, nobody's really asked me that question. So you're chasing a vision that is not even clear to you. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's so real and so true. And how many people don't know, even to this day, like listeners, if you do not have a vision for what your life can be. And I, there's this great uh, question that's asked, if I keep doing what I'm doing today in five years, will I have more of what I want or, or less of what I want? But just yeah. reflect on that. Reflect on who do you want to be in as, in aspect of like your intentions or what adjectives do you want to be described as? as a leader or as a mother, um, as a father, whatever it is. I think those are some big things because me being de described as a wise leader, that's a major accomplishment for me. Me being described as a loving mother, major accomplishment. But I don't check those off. I don't take those times because sometimes they feel like they're so abstract and so far away. And yes, I may have a continuous pursuit of it, but it doesn't mean that we can't talk about our accomplishments and that right. I'm, I'm dang proud of my kids. That is a great accomplishment. My kids, they cook, they clean, they do dishes, they do farm chores. 
at seven and 10. Like I didn't do that until I was 30. Okay. So it's right. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. But and can I, I borrow them? Can I borrow yeah, your you can. <laughs> they're, I say they're for release sometimes. So come on. Uh, but there's things like that. And it's like, we don't feel like talking about it. Like you said in the beginning, because of don't want to hurt other, we see other people struggling. So yes, there is probably a time and a place, but that doesn't mean that you don't get to say it. Exactly. So, you know, it's um, just like we were talking about the pandemic, you know, and there were so many things that were birthed during the pandemic. And there were so many things that, that were devastating to people during the pandemic. I'll share my story during the pandemic as a corporate trainer, my business stopped right? Businesses stopped. There was no corporate training. There was no speaking. There was no, I'm also an author. So there was no book signings. So there I sat going, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> and so I started a show on my business platform and it was for authors. On my business platform, I had about 3000 followers. Um, that was in March at the, at the height of the pandemic when it initiated. By May, I had found a, um, a partner who had a television, I'm sorry, she was Dreamspire TV, Dreamspire Media, and she had a platform for authors. And she said, you know what? You should bring your show to my platform. So it went from 3,000 followers to now 150,000 viewers. And then in February, I interviewed another individual that was the CEO of a TV network. The two companies got together and now the show is on the TV network, which is on Roku, Apple TV and Amazon with 200 million. Mm. So, you know, that's huge. It is. It's massive. Right? That is huge. And I sat looking at that and I was like, well, gosh, that's kind of bragging because that's amazing during the pandemic. And so I kind of sat on that and I started thinking about it and going, you know, um, this is because I walk the talk and I don't ask anybody to do anything that I haven't done myself. And so if I don't share this, then I'm stopping people from seeing what could happen if they remain consistent in their habits, what could happen if they believe that the universe is truly operating in their favor, what could happen if they believe that a higher power is directing their paths. So I'm stopping people from seeing this by not sharing. Mm -hmm. those amen. Oh, amen to that. I'm getting, getting goosebumps over here. Jesus bumps as I call them. Um, <laughs> but I love it. Oh, I know we're at our time on this. So I have a two part final question. First part, people are apologizing for their accomplishments, pandemic or whenever. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop embrace it love it love yourself for accomplishing it and i do an exercise very quickly um every evening it's called the mirror exercise and what it is you stand in front of the mirror and you tell yourself what you appreciated about yourself that day and what it does is it gives you that feeling of you know i did something great today and you say it out loud, not internally. You don't whisper it. You say it out loud to yourself in the mirror and you use your name. So mm. you say, Cheryl, I appreciate you today for ensuring that you followed through on meeting with Emily and this awesome opportunity here. Right. Because anything could have happened. Mm -hmm. 
right? But we followed through and you should appreciate that. And it seems like, well, you know, we had it scheduled. It was calendared. Yes. But anything could have happened. Mm. You know, so appreciate yourself for not eating that extra bag of potato chips if that's your thing. Right. <laughs> that is so powerful. And so my people that listen and you know, I'm about to nerd out on this because I talk about oxytocin, loving grandmother, and I'm very big on you can't love others if you don't love yourself first. Mm-hmm. That exercise will secrete oxytocin. So that is actually a way to learn to love yourself more. Yeah. And to be able to have this new connection, because the number one thing I see in the lack of confidence, specifically in women, I see this more in women than in men, but it is coming that they do not, they give, 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 and love, love, love so many others that they do not take time and put priority for themselves and then appreciate what they have done. So I mm-hmm. love that exercise, have not heard of it. So listeners, you're going to start doing it with me. We'll do it together. So there but, you go. Second part of that question is people love what you're saying. I love what you're saying. Where can they find you? How can they connect or learn about your other TV shows and such? Absolutely. Social media. Yep. There it is. Social media. Right. (laughs) I am on Instagram at uh, Rise and Shine CF as well as um, Facebook. My business page is Rise and Shine CF. I have a private group also, which is called Simple Steps for Daily Success. So you can find me there. As for the shows, you can find those on Zandra TV Network, as well as Apple TV, Amazon Fire, and Roku. And then I am also on LinkedIn as Cheryl Mays. I love making connections. So we need to talk. Let's do that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much for your time, Cheryl. This has just been a great one. And I want to thank the audience for listening in. If you guys don't know, we are getting up to almost 10,000 views that or what are downloads that we've had i am so i'm proud of that and yeah we've been here a year so that is from the listeners y'all get all the credit for this for believing in the stories for loving the people that are coming on and continuing to share it so thank you thank you thank you thank you for all that and until next time y'all have an amazing and blessed day Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of unapologetically bold i'm not sorry for if this touched you in any way please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.